verses. If you've got your Bibles, please do turn there. Luke chapter 24. I'm going to read the first uh, 12 verses. This is what he writes. But on the first day of the week, so this is Jesus, he's been crucified. And uh, we're doing this series, Easter Through the Women's Eyes. We're just following this incredible group of faithful women as they start with Jesus over these few days. And so on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day rise? And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. And now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them, who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves and went home marveling at what had happened. And then Jesus, in the rest of the chapter, he appears uh, to, to the rest of the disciples. And then at the very end, we just read these verses. Then he led them out as far as Bethany. And this is Jesus now. And lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him. And they returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. And so for 15 minutes, we're going to consider these verses together. And it's this series that we're walking through across the life. And so we're just going to watch a short intro now with Stuart. And then we'll crack on and look at these verses together. Let's watch this video now. Hello, everyone. It's Easter Sunday, the day we celebrate the victory of the resurrection of Jesus. This is the greatest day in the Christian calendar, a day of joy, power, and hope for tomorrow. Again, it is women who are first to the scene to witness the great event. This is the day that marks a brand new era. Jesus, the Son of God, was raised from the dead, bringing defeat to the powers of sin and death and hell. Let us enjoy the liberating truth that this day brings. Have a great day. <laughs> Just walked off. That's it. Brilliant. Let's pray together, shall we? Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for being you. Thank you so much for what you've done in my life, God. Thank you many people in this room can testify to having met the risen Lord Jesus and have their lives transformed by him. And Holy Spirit, I pray you'd now speak to us from the youngest through to the oldest. Just awaken in our hearts the reality of you, Jesus. And so we welcome you here, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Thank you, you did not give up. Thank you, you did not turn back. You could have just with one word wiped out everyone who was against you. And yet love 
held you to that cross. And thank you, you've defeated death and sin. And I pray awaken in us the reality of that this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're thinking about Easter through the women's eyes. And I found this clip, I think we've seen it a few years ago here, but we've grown so much, it's quite cool, because I can use the same jokes and get a bit of laughter, because there's different people here. But we're going to rewatch this video. It's about Easter through the eyes of a three-year-old, and what Easter means to her. So let's just watch this video before we start. Are you painting a feast on an egg? Yes, I am. Have you lost your mind? No, it's for Easter. Ah, uh, Easter. Right, okay. What's wrong with Easter now? I just don't understand what it's all about. Why do they give me chocolate? How do you mean? When I ask for chocolate, Mum says, no, 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 not good for you. Sometimes you give me more chocolate, what I can eat. Like when? Easter, Halloween, Christmas, my birthday. Okay, okay. The country has gripped obesity. Our celebrations have loads of chocolate. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I don't get the characters either. The characters? The Easter characters. We learned all about Easter at nursery. Yeah. Are Easter Bunny and Jesus best pals? Well, not really. Is Easter Bunny in the Bible? Does, does he carry a basket of eggs all the time? Well, the thing is, he's not really in the... Does Jesus totally love chocolate then? Well, the thing is, Easter Bunny's not really in the Bible. What do you think Jesus his favourite chocolate is? Uh, I don't. I don't think he had a favourite. My favourite's puffins. Listen, Isla. Lots of people believe lots of different things, but the most important thing is that we have fun together. You know what? I really don't get. What's that? Bunnies don't even lay eggs. Fantastic. So that was Easter through a three-year-old's eyes. And just for a few moments, we're going to consider what happened 2,000 years ago and look at what happened through the eyes of these women who were faithful to Jesus. Because, you see, Easter is about Jesus' defeat and death. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make spiritually dead people alive. And there's life here for you this morning. This isn't make-believe, this is not a fairy tale, this is not a philosophy, this isn't an academic subject. This is a real living king wanting to know you personally. And we see these verses that we read, four things about Easter through these women's eyes. And we're going to consider those this morning together. The first thing is, they went. And uh, I'm going to need some volunteers to help me. This could go dramatically wrong, and it probably will, but hey, that's part of my all-kids talks, isn't it? We always seem to mess up slightly. But the first thing is they went. And so can I have a volunteer who's really, really energetic? Nate, do you want to come forward? Are you giving up? Oh, thanks, mate. You made me look a right idiot in front of everyone. Yeah, Joel, do you want to come forward? Okay, so Joel, you stand here, and I want you to run as fast as you can on the spot. Yeah. There we go. See? Illustrating they went. Now, I know Joel isn't going anywhere, but if he was to move, he would be. You can stop now, mate. Bless you. I'll go on long enough, is it? No, you stay there. No. <laughs> so the first thing is they went. Can you not run around? Can you not run around? Yeah, you can in a moment, maybe. But they went. Just think about this. 
these women went to the tomb and they took spices with them because they wanted to prepare Jesus' dead body. And so this first Easter, these group of women didn't believe Jesus was going to rise again. But out of a sense of faithfulness and love to him, they wanted to go and anoint his dead body with spices. They either didn't realize the the tomb had been sealed or they were going to try and sweet-talk the guards to, to let them into the tomb. But whatever it was, there was something that tugged them to that tomb, and they went. And maybe you're here this morning, and, and you're not really sure what you believe. Or you've, you've heard some of the things, like these women had heard Jesus say he was going to rise again, but they didn't really believe it. But, but there was something that tugged in, your, in their heart that took them to the tomb. And maybe you're here this morning, there's something that's tugged in your heart, And that's why you're here. And you need to know you are so welcome in this place. If there's a tug in your heart, you're saying, I'm not sure whether I believe this or not, but I'm kind of open to it. And like these women, they went to the tomb. Maybe you've come, as it were, this morning. You've went to a live church wanting to discover more. These women went. Go for it again. (laughs) I love it. So you're going to get absolutely shattered. They went to the tomb. The second thing, you can stop now, Joel, bless you, mate. The second thing, though, is that they wondered. So I need another volunteer. It can be an older person, if you'd like. Do you want to come forward? So you're going to stand there and go, hmm. Let's hear your best. Hmm. Hmm. Whoa. Let's say that one more time. Hmm. Fantastic. So these women, they went to the tomb. Come on, mate. What am I paying you for? And they wondered. Hmm. So they got to the tomb, and they wondered about three things. Hmm. The first thing is they saw the stone had been rolled away. Now, this stone was huge, and it was guarded by like an SAS unit of Roman soldiers. And they got there, and they saw this huge stone had been thrown aside... And they wondered what it was all about. And the reality is this. Three days after Jesus died, that tomb was empty. That's an undisputed historical fact. Atheist historians, other faith historians, they all agree that that is historical fact, that the third day that tomb was empty. And the reason they they know that is because if Jesus' body was still there, then the Romans who hated the Christians and wanted to to wipe out Christianity, as soon as the Christians went into Jerusalem saying, Jesus is alive, he's risen again, they would have just got Jesus' dead body in a cart and followed them and went, "Uh -uh, what they're telling you is a load of rubbish, here's the body, we can prove it. But they didn't do that. There's no record at all in history of the Romans or the Jews presenting Jesus' dead body to show the fact that he was still dead in the tomb. So how do you explain it? Others explain it that that maybe the the Christians stole Jesus' body. Does that really make sense? Do they really have the power, these group of broken people who, who legged it when Jesus was crucified? How have they got the courage to overcome this SAS unit of soldiers and steal the body? Also, why would 10 of the 11 disciples were killed because of their faith? Why would they have allowed themselves to have been killed for something that they knew was a lie? 
Surely one of them at some point would have said, no, 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 this is a load of rubbish. They don't kill us for this. So they went. They wondered. Hmm. <laughs> Second thing they wondered about was they had a supernatural experience. They got to the tomb, and suddenly these angels were with them. But they didn't just wonder at the historical evidence. They also experienced something of a supernatural reality that gripped them. As people come to this church many times. I've had mates that have come here, and they'll say things like, when you sung, I just couldn't help but cry. Or, or there's something different in this place. I can't explain it, but, but, but I don't know what it is, but there's something different in this place. And the reality is that God is in this place. He's everywhere, but he loves to, to show up, especially when his people gather to sing his praises. And so these women at this tomb, they, they wondered at the evidence of the roll, stone rolled away. They wondered at the supernatural power, but then they wondered at Jesus' words. They remembered what Jesus had told them. And when you read the Bible, sometimes it grips you. It's like, wow, that's, that's speaking to me personally. That's real for me. Many people in this room will, will say, look, I heard a sermon and it was almost like God was pointing directly at me saying, this is for you. And these women, 2,000 years ago, they went, there we go, just make sure you wait, well done, to the tomb. And they wondered. <laughs> and then they believed. And maybe there's someone here this morning and you're here and you've been wondering for a while, but you've never made that personal step. Well, this morning, what better, what better day than to give your life to Jesus on Easter Sunday? The third thing I want to see about these women, you guys still with me? I know I'm gone over time, but hey, it's my birthday, I can do that. <laughs> the third thing, I need another volunteer. Everyone's really scared now to volunteer. Connor, are you volunteering, or are they just volunteering you? Connor, you'll do it anyway, won't you? You're awesome. Connor, come on. <laughs> Did you just pat him on the bum when he walked past? Oh, that was awesome. Just the, oh, just the encouragement, Joel. I love it. So they went. Brilliant. They wondered. Hmm. Thirdly, they witnessed. Go. Good. That's enough. <laughs> These women believed, and they went straight back and told people about Jesus. And when you know who Jesus is, and you give your life to Jesus, how can you shut up about Jesus? And this Easter Sunday, I want to challenge every one of us who, who is walking with Jesus. When was the last time you led someone to Jesus? When was the last time you shared the gospel? These women, they went to the tomb. They witnessed. Hmm. Oh, sorry. They, yeah, well done. They wondered. Hmm. They witnessed. Say, say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and the fourth thing is, I need another volunteer. Where's Matt from? Where's Matt? Here he is. Come on. <laughs> now he's a police officer, so I'm going to move way away from after picking him. But the fourth thing is they worshipped. Hands in the air, Matt. Let's just see it again. Awesome. I love that. 
And so the first thing it is, they went to the tomb. Second thing is they wondered. Hmm. Then they witnessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then they worship. No, no, no not, not me. Oh, <laughs> Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Awesome. Because the end of Luke, we see, they returned with great joy and worshipped and praised him. And this Easter Sunday, are you full of joy because of what Jesus has done? And so this Easter, through the women's eyes, these four things, they went to the tomb. Thank you, Joe. You've done great. They wondered. Hmm. They witnessed. Hallelujah. Let's just get a bit more room. Hallelujah. Yeah. Come on. And they worshipped. Praise the Lord. They need the mic, really. I love it. <laughs> so this Easter, how are you going to respond? That's how they responded the first Easter 2,000 years ago. How are we going to respond this morning? Let's give these guys a massive round of applause, especially Joel and these guys. Now, just in a moment, or for a moment, how are you doing with Jesus? Really, honestly, masks off, just being brutally real with the king. And there may be people here, and if you think about it, you're at that point of went. And I want to encourage you, this Alpha course that we've heard mentioned in both people who got baptised, it's something that God is using to help people understand who he is and what he's done and what he wants to do in your life. So I encourage you to consider doing Alpha if that's where you are. These incredibly faithful women wondered. Are you wondering this morning? Have you seen the evidence? Are you wondering on the evidence? Are you feeling the supernatural power, the tug of the Holy Spirit? Are you listening to the word of God and saying, yeah, I believe this? Maybe this morning you want to give your life to him again. Or maybe for the first time, maybe you're you're, uh, witnessing. Why are we sharing Jesus with our mates and with our family, with our work colleagues? And then the fourth thing is, this is what we're going to do now in terms of worships the whole of our lives. It's surrendering everything. But it involves singing and praising him. So I'm going to invite the band back up. And we're going to finish our time together by singing to Jesus and about Jesus and to Jesus. But as they're coming up, just reflect on your heart. Where are you with him? And there's grace for you in this place. And he loves you so much that he died and rose again for you. And so let's pray together before we we sing. Father, I thank you for who you are. And God, we don't want to just rush through this and sing a few songs and cheer. And uh, It's great to laugh in church. I love it. But this moment, God, I want to re-surrender my life to you. And maybe all across this room, people just need to recommit, re-surrender. Say, Jesus, have it all. Have it all. Have it all. And maybe you're here and you've never personally asked Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour. And if that's you, I'd 
just going to lead us in a prayer. It's a prayer that we use each week here in the life, and it's a great prayer. It's just a way of saying, God, I want you now to forgive me and to become part of my life. I just believe also maybe you're here and you became a Christian many years ago, but the fire's gone out, as it were. And you need to recommit this morning, and you'd like to. We'll use this prayer as a recommitment as well. And so let me just pray this prayer. And you say it in your heart if you'd like to. Thank you, God, for loving me before I ever loved you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that I can get connected to you now because you are alive today. I admit that I've lived my life without you and have messed up. I ask for your total forgiveness and I commit myself to you. Help me to submit my life to your teaching and direction from now on. I receive you into my life and ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. And may 